Hey guys, Matt Whitmore and Keris Marsden here from Fitter Food. Say hello, Keris. Hello. And guys, welcome to episode one in our podcast series. We're incredibly excited about this as it's uh, something that we've wanted to do for a while now. So yeah, welcome and thank you for listening. And we hope you take great value in everything we're going to be sharing over the coming weeks, months, years, decades. Who knows? That's a long time. (laughs) (laughs) But guys, like I said, we are Fitter Food. We are a nutrition and lifestyle company dedicated to trying to help as many people live as healthy, happy and awesome life as possible. Don't let the name fool you. It might be called Fitter Food, but we deal with training, nutrition, lifestyle, pre-post-workout nutrition. We work with people that have common health issues like IBS, fatigue. So over the coming podcast, we'll be looking at all things involved in making you feel awesome every single day of the week. Whilst we've been inundated with questions since we said we were going to be launching this podcast, we wanted to use the first episode here to just tell you all a little bit more about ourselves and our backgrounds and how we got onto this journey ourselves and what we can do to help you guys with this weekly podcast. So, Karis, why don't you say a little bit more about what Fit Food is and why why we started it? Basically, Fit of Food is all about nutrition that brings out the best in you. And having worked on a one-to-one basis with clients, I'm for five years now I think and then we've obviously got our training company Fitter London which we've worked with a lot of the the class members. We feel we've got quite a lot of experience now in helping people to overcome health issues and barriers to really getting the best out of their bodies. My background was actually initially in public health. I did a master's in public health nutrition first but then left that shortly before finishing to become a personal trainer and joined Matt to launch our company together. And once I was in the training arena, I went off to do something called Biosignature by Charles Poliquin in Sweden, which is all about using nutrition as medicine. And a lot of it is based on something called functional medicine, which is where the future of nutrition is really going. And uh, I came back really inspired. I learned so much about where things might be going wrong for clients and even for myself and for Matt in in so many ways that I decided I wanted a more in-depth understanding of everything and signed up to do naturopathic nutrition. And I've just finished that three-year course this summer excitingly and a lot of that involved working in clinics and having people come in with things like eczema and asthma and really refining their diet and their lifestyle as well as Matt mentioned really important to help them heal and to help them recover from various different illnesses so we've grown fit food alongside our training company as I've learned more and more and and I've taken Matt on that journey with me. We go to lots of courses, don't we? Yeah. Strength coaches, order hundreds of books off Amazon. And it's just been an amazing journey. And we've just personally had so many amazing benefits from changing our lifestyle and what we eat and how we train as well has really changed over the years. Yeah. So we just want to share the love basically as much as we can. And that's what the podcast oh. is for. <laughs> well, I think that's an important thing to highlight is that, you know, we're sharing this information with you guys on here on our Fit of Food Facebook page and on our website because we are on this journey ourselves a lot of the changes we made stemmed from kind of running into our own issues didn't they like ibs fatigue you know really low energy levels i developed a yeast infection called candida which led to a toenail infection which was pretty grim and little did i know that actually nutrition had a huge impact on those kind of things so yeah our whole approach is health first really isn't it yeah definitely and you you're quite an unusual case in that you've never cheers <laughs> no special case matthew's a special case you've never really had to watch your nutrition for body composition reasons you've always had a great physique um and you're oh. But your issues yeah, stemmed <laughs> elsewhere with injuries and inflammation yeah. and, and, and gut problems and bloating. So you were probably my hardest client to work with. In the... <laughs> <But> <laughs> sort of. it's, it's quite funny, isn't it? Because I think that 
you know, I probably shared the view that most people do in that if you haven't got any body fat to lose, then you're fine. Yeah. You can kind of eat what you want. But that is so not true. It's unbelievable. Like Kerry said, I've never had an issue with body composition. I've always been lean. Highest body fat has probably been about, what, 10, 11%. But bearing in mind I'm six foot two and 100 kgs, is that's not a huge amount, is it? And you've always trained a lot and been passionate yeah. about that. And you're quite a positive person, so... Most of the time. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't say... After I've had a coffee. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and some bacon first things. So I wouldn't say like your, you know, stress is a, it can be at times, but your issues I think stem from the fact that you haven't really had to pay much attention to nutrition yeah. through your teens and stuff. So, yes, I mean, well, Kerry said the nail on the head. I mean, all my problems were were inside, weren't they? Yeah. You know, it, it didn't really reflect in how I looked per se. So we're kind of talking from experience with our own journeys, and and that was why we set up Fit Food about eighteen to twenty months ago when we set up the page. We just wanted to share our experience, but also our experience with when we work with one to one clients both on a training level and nutrition level, because we come into common barriers, I would say, wouldn't you? Yeah, definitely. Once you've worked with clients for a few years, you start getting the same things coming through, which is compliance is a key factor and, and sustaining what plan that you set out for somebody, yeah. which is why we started doing the recipes, because that was key factor, wasn't it? You had yeah. to be able you know, to inspire people to get back in the kitchen and cook your own food ultimately means you know what's going into it and you can ensure it's the most nutritious meal that you need so wouldn't you say that i say one of the biggest things that i run into when working with clients is they assume that eating healthy is a boring b a pain in the ass they think it just takes forever to make and c they think it's really expensive yeah definitely they're the three things that get listed new enough all the time <laughs> yeah, wouldn't you say and that was a, a big big reason behind the fit of food page in that we just wanted to prove people wrong quite simply we wanted to show them that healthy food could not only taste great but also be really really easy to make and most importantly enjoyable and, and sustainable because that's what health is all about it's not about doing something for a six week period and you know before you go on holiday and then putting on that weight before you've even returned home it's about making little changes step changes that we like to call them don't we and incorporate it into your lifestyle on a daily basis for optimal health fat loss and whatever your goal may be yeah and i think we probably surprised a lot of people by showing them what healthy food really is um, and i know previous to me um fully what, understand. What, what the people think healthy food is well generally thanks to sort of government guidelines they believe it's low fat it's whole grains it's brown it's sort of standard lots of vegetables and being scared of really nutritious foods like eggs oh, cholesterol red meat oh cancer you know and the government's really put this sense of fear in us about foods that have been in our nutrition for tens of thousands of years and, and really not caused us any problems and that's why they're still with us the problem has come about with processed foods and yeah. that's what we wanted to start explaining to people when i think back to how i used to be 10 years ago before i knew a lot of this stuff most of what I ate was tasteless cardboard type foods, different brands of cereal and cereal bars. And I used to cover everything with artificial sweeteners and dressings packed with sweeteners so that just to make it taste of something. Yeah. And now it's like knowing that's, you know, um, a good steak and sweet potato chips is healthy. Mm. And yeah, some poached eggs and salmon in the morning, which keeps me going for hours, is really fueling me and filling me with all the nutrients I need. It's really exciting and it's effortless. My nutrition is now yeah. effortless. It's so nice. Just how and, it should be, right? Yeah, completely. It's, it's just second nature because there are so many foods that I love that I can now eat and benefit from. I think so many people have become fat phobic though, haven't they? You know, they're 
they believe now that you know they need to eat low fat low carb and it's just got a little bit crazy and yeah you've got like two camps and I would say this is generalizing a lot but younger people generally believe it's low carb and older generations tend to believe that we should be low fat yeah. depending on how the diet industry has sort of manipulated our perceptions over the years and that's the first thing we have to explain with clients and hopefully we did get that message out in the book I mean some yeah. people are quite keen to you know when you start telling people that yeah they can actually eat more fat and eat butter from grass-fed cows and some really good quality unpasteurized cheeses some people are over the moon about that aren't they whereas others are actually quite scared because yeah, you know they yeah they've drummed it into their head that low fat is the way to go but our approach kind of stemmed initially didn't it from a, a paleo type point of view paleo being a paleolithic diet which is where you quite simply just eat unprocessed foods that are natural and just haven't gone through any kind of chemical process or had loads of flavorings and preservatives added to, to increase its shelf life although we like to say that we follow a paleo-ish diet don't we because Traditionally, a paleo diet is no dairy, no legumes, right? Yeah, but the, the, the whole paleo movement has changed and evolved a little bit over the years, as people that followed it will know. And initially, it was quite a low-fat, lean protein, very strict, no acidic foods. So even, I think, olives were in the first book I read, and don't eat olives, don't eat tin foods. Since then, people like Rob Wolf and his Paleo Solution book and Chris Cress's website have just been fantastic resources in terms of actually explaining in more detail that this isn't necessarily the case and you know other foods came about like dairy in the neolithic period but there was still um you know just because it's later than paleolithic it it could still be a nutritious food and something that we should include our job i suppose with individual clients is helping them work out whether is dairy working for them is it not but the same goes for things like caffeine and the odd cheat meal what, what are the best choices you could make so we sort of use paleo as a as a foundation, yeah, um, as a guideline, yeah, as a template, and then we build on top of that to give people as much freedom as they can have, really, with their nutrition. And the more because well, because food should be enjoyed, right? Absolutely. The more dogmatic you make it, the what which in the beginning I was definitely guilty of with clients, the less results I got. Um, people just simply didn't get back in touch with me, maybe, <laughs> but because they the had a few wild weekends or a few weeks where they just could not face eggs or for whatever reason. And I think now being able to help educate people about choices and let them go off and make those choices and and recognize feedback in the body, which, you know, both you and I have really had to start to understand and acknowledge your body constantly feeds back, whether it's happy or not, can be really, really helpful. and, And really, you know, that's how we tend to get people on their journey to health. Well, that's, that's another, I suppose, a big thing behind fit food isn't it is that we try and push people towards eating food that makes them feel good by good we mean energized no bloating happy you know just doesn't cause them any kind of discomfort so to speak and like Kerry said actually learning to to listen to their bodies and what is kind of throwing back at them whether it is happy or not you know it's it's just kind of knowing i mean we come across like more common issues like uh, ibs chronic fatigue really poor skin eczema psoriasis which actually most people are quite surprised when we tell them that they can get rid of those especially the skin conditions with food right yeah definitely i think a lot of people try and 
you know, maybe go to a GP or even a specialist, and that, that's probably who they've worked with their entire life, if it's something like eczema that often you've had for years. And they just look at different steroid creams or any sort of topical treatment that they could find. But the interesting thing is they're the first to tell you that it flares up in times of stress, which would suggest that it's coming internally and perhaps there is some way that this could be treated with an anti-inflammatory nutritional protocol. But again, I think the message is getting out there to people that a lot of the work from the inside out and stop what's causing the problem rather than looking at treating the symptoms. That's what naturopathic nutritional therapy really emphasises, um, looking at causes, looking at someone's health history, lifestyle factors, any sort of triggers like stress and um, changes in their nutrition or you know, even moving countries can trigger a health issue for some people. So that's the sort of thing that we want to you know, just spread that word really, don't we, to help people. Yeah, well, I suppose as well to get people to look at their health from kind of more than one angle and not just think it is as simple as training more and eating less and you know actually looking at things like you said like stress and lack of sleep that's something that we both wanted to get across on the fit of food page so like i said don't be fooled fit of food but a whole lot comes into it when it comes to health and fat loss and feeling good which is what we'll be covering over the next episodes of the podcast the great thing about being a trainer is one you get to see people's bodies a little bit more and by that um, you can see if they've got rashes or they're injured or joint pains you tend to hear about it from them you can look at them and see are they looking a bit fatigued maybe like bags under the eyes you know a bit of acne that sort of stuff and often their goals to me and you will be all about some sort of physical goal like get yeah. stronger or press this weight or I really want to deadlift you know double body weight whatever but we can actually see beyond that that their needs are actually more bit of digestive support or a bit of anti-inflammatory yeah the trainers are in a great position to really help transform people on so many levels and educate them about where their goals should actually be so in a nutshell, guys, Keris and I are hugely passionate about spreading the love of nutrition with as many people as possible and trying to add as much value to the information on the Facebook page as we possibly can. You know, we want to make sure that you guys learn as much as possible. And uh, One point we should probably make is that whilst I love reading about food and, and the science of the body and everything and learning how to use food as medicine... I'm probably a little bit of an exception to most nutritionists in that I am dreadful in the kitchen and I have no patience and this is true. no culinary skills. Whereas I'm... I am the Mac Daddy in the kitchen. <laughs> so for people out there that haven't realised, it's Matt that's putting most of the recipes together. Uh, I take the pictures though, I'm the better photographer, definitely. You took some of the pictures. Definitely the better photographer. Anyway. But he is, uh, he's the cook, he's the Jamie Oliver and he ignores a lot of culinary conventions and just wax any spice in with any meat and actually it does tend to work even though um, cooking should be simple guys yeah. it shouldn't be a big old long ingredients list there shouldn't be 20 different steps in how to put that dish together eating good tasty nutritional food should be simple which is exactly why we wrote our book fit of food lifelong recipe for health and fat loss which we launched in january which was dedicated to everything we've pretty much just spoken about, drumming the knowledge home as to what you should eat, what you shouldn't, but most importantly, why. Now looking at uh, certain signs that your body may be throwing at you that your diet isn't working. And I suppose the juicy bit, which most people just tend to skip straight to, is the recipes. There's over 115 recipes in this book that all are completely sugar-free, gluten-free, full of nothing but goodness and great taste. And uh, there's loads of uh, knowledge bombs in the front half. So be sure to read that section, guys. Yeah, don't skip it. Yeah. What's, what's your favourite recipe in there? In the book? Yeah. I don't know. I'd say definitely the scotch eggs. Yeah, I thought so. The man-maker pie. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> and um, 
the breadless butter pudding is I like that because yeah, it's so easy. Yeah. What about you? That was an accident, that recipe as well, wasn't I it? I thought I was going to throw it away. I thought it was like, it no. gone wrong. <laughs> What's your favourite? Uh, mine would be mustard seed salmon. That's my mum's, so uh, give her a nice shout actually. out. It's really good. I'm not a fan of fish either, and I do like that. Yeah, chocolate um, macadamias, because they replace my beloved peanut M&Ms, which I miss dearly. Uh, breakfast calzone, definitely. That's, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. It's all awesome. What it's am like I talking about? Pizza for breakfast. So, guys, yeah... Um, be sure to check out the book if you haven't already got it. Just check out our website, www.fitterlondon.co.uk. Also, check out the recipes on our website as well because all the recipes on our site are not in the book, so it won't just be a repeat of recipes. Of course, like we said, do check out the Fitter Food Facebook page. We're always posting lots of information on there and little little nuggets that are going to kind of help you on your, your journey to health, fat loss and awesomeness so guys and girls once again thank you so much for listening that's just a little bit more about us going forward we'll have a bit more structure to our podcasts in terms of the the questions you guys have been sending into us thank you so much keep them coming because at the end of the day this podcast is about helping you guys so do ask away and uh, yeah thank you for listening and we will catch you over in episode two yeah bye for now bye